three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. everybody thank you so much for listening this is the real pineapple this is your humble host hunter and man my night just changed i uh, <laughs> i was sitting here i was getting ready for bed i was like oh man i'm gonna make an early night i'm gonna be in bed before 10 i was like i'm, I'm gonna be good and then i checked my my youtube uh subscriptions i went oh Sony Pictures posted something new. Holy shit, stuff! It's a No Way Home trailer. Ah, that was basically my reaction. Uh, I'm sorry I couldn't exactly replicate it, but essentially that's how I reacted. So, before I go to bed, I have to share my thoughts on No Way Home, the, the our first look at it, uh, the first teaser trailer. And so, the trailer, in case you guys didn't know, a form of the trailer leaked yesterday. And I end up seeing some fan trailer. I I think I got maybe 20 seconds in and I went, this is probably a fan trailer. And it was. I went, you know what? Fuck it. I'm happy I even watched just this vision that this fans has uh, for this film. And I'll say after watching this trailer several times to go ahead and break it down, there's a shocking amount here. Now, per usual, I am definitely taking some swings here and just, you know, putting my thoughts. But... You know, that's why so it's a trailer breakdown. So let's get into it. So I love the way that the trailer starts off first and foremost, because, of course, if you haven't seen uh, uh, Homecoming and Far From Home, which if you haven't, why the hell haven't you? Go watch those, pause this, and then come back. I love the fact this starts off with MJ and Peter, and MJ's talking about, you know, these things that people are saying that Spider-Man uh, can do as far as his powers. She's reading from, uh, it looks like the Daily Bugle. And I do appreciate that with that insanely intense, shocking ending uh, to No Way Home, or or to a Far From Home, pardon me. I love the fact that they're not just wiping that away, like that Peter is going to have to deal with some sort of consequences to it. Seeing his face splattered all over uh, New York City, Times Square, with... uh, uh, you know, with half his face showing Holland, the other face showing Spider-Man, the public enemy number one. Uh, first off, that's a great fucking callback to the actual comics when his spider sense goes off, and how uh, more often than not you see that split, uh, that split face that he has. I love the way they incorporated that. Very subtle nod, but something I went, you know what? If you're a Spider-Man reader, you'll appreciate that. Here's where the trailer for me starts to really pick up as far as stuff I go. That's interesting. So Peter's handcuffed and he looks like he's being investigated or uh, questioned by the FBI. So at the 31 second mark, if you notice, there's a guy whose face isn't shown in frame and Peter kind of has this look like, what? Like, maybe not, not that he knows who he is, but that Peter's recognizing something about this person. I believe the person at the 31 second mark, just because of how they're dressed, and especially with the skinny tie and everything, I think that's Charlie Cox's uh, Mad Murdock making his debut in the MCU proper. Uh, of course, we know, uh, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that I've been on this theory that I believe that Hawkeye uh, killing 
uh, several Yakuza members and being on that big, you know, um, uh, like mafia uh, hit list as far as, you know, just gunning down these crime families. I think that's going to put him on the, the radar of Wilson Fisk. And I think Fisk is going to appear in the Hawkeye show. I've been saying it. I will keep saying it. I truly believe that's what's going to happen. And Matt Murdock, I believe this is where he makes his debut. I don't know if Peter's going to actually go to trial, but I see a world where he's uh, where he is uh, helping Peter out, even if it's just a scene. What I do love here is at the thirty sec uh, at the thirty eight second mark. I love how incredibly cruel this scene is because honestly, and I know it's going to sound like a weird sentence to some people, like really, you love how cruel this is. I love how cruel this is because it's very Spider Man because. It just shows how quickly, and let's be real, it just shows how quickly and how evil humanity can be as a whole. Because, you know, this is a kid. I mean, a teenager, but a kid nonetheless. And, you know, he has, you know, saved the city and been on newspapers and shit. And how quickly people are like, you killed Mysterio, even though they know very little about Mysterio. And I, I, I find that so tragic, but it is, again, very Spider-Man. If you look at the 40-second mark, you'll notice Flash Thompson... Uh, behind MJ, and he's got the blonde hair, so he's going more comic accurate, which I appreciate. I actually really appreciate that. So, I might be reaching on this one, but if you notice at the 45 second mark, it looks like, I mean, there's helicopters and everything. I think they're showing this because, and again, I am I'm genuinely pulling this kind of from left field. I think they're showing this open space because they're kind of giving us a reminder of, hey, remember that Stark Tower has been sold. I stand by it. I think that will be uh, Osborne uh, or Oscorp, I think, in this world at this point, or it's going to end up being the fan uh, the Fantastic Four headquarters. I've been saying that. I'm going to stick by it, but I think that vacancy could be filled at some point in the film by Oscorp since we are dealing with uh, the multiverse here. Another thing I do, uh, subtle thing again, but if you notice at the, like at the 50, uh, pardon me, at the 48 second mark, um, you'll notice there are some people with Letterman jackets and one of the kids has an M. So it looks like Peter leaves the uh, the school that he was at and goes ahead and enrolls at uh, Midtown, uh, Midtown High, which is where, of course, he goes in the comics. And that's something that I go... Oh yeah, okay. It makes sense that Peter would change schools because holy crap, how do you, you know, how do you keep stay, stay at the school that you've been going to? Here's where I'm also really intrigued. At the 51 second mark, the way the way Peter is looking off screen at someone and the way in, um, the way that Aunt May is looking at someone, it looks very much like someone that's not supposed to be there. So I'm wondering. Did someone break in the house? Is it maybe a reporter? Like, I'm really curious who that is. And the big thread that they keep really tying throughout this trailer is that Peter is already feeling terrible that everyone knows who he is now. But it's really about how it's affecting, you know, the people around him, his inner circle. And I find that so selfless and very Spider-Man that, yeah, while his world is crumbling apart, he's still more concerned about the people around him. So that's the first third of the trailer. That brings us to uh, Doctor Strange. And I love that Doctor Strange is, 
So, and someone actually was like, oh, well, what doesn't he use magic? So if you think about it, you know, Strange got blipped, got brought back into existence, you know, so he's gone for five years. But remember Hulk, you know, crashed through uh, the ceiling, you know, of the of the Santorum, uh, of the Sanctum, pardon me. He goes ahead and crashes through that. So, yeah, they probably just haven't had a chance to make repairs, you know? He's, you know, Strange is dealing with multiverse shit and all this crap. Like, he's a very busy man. But I love, and I cannot stress this enough, I love the parka um, cloak of levitation look that Strange is rocking in this trailer. It makes me incredibly happy. And the fact that <laughs> Strange has a mug that says, for Fox's sake, just, I think that's a very... I think for the next two movies, he's going to be saying that, especially when we get to the Multiverse of Madness here in, what is that, uh, like four months? Uh, not four months, like, uh, was that, February, March? So, yeah, we'll be seeing Doctor Strange again soon, but I'm really, I'm really happy that he has that mug, and his look makes me incredibly happy. Here's another thing, too. At the 115 mark, if you notice, because a lot of people I was, I was uh, looking at online were saying, uh, looking at their tweets, they were saying, "Oh, that's the uh, you know that's the uh, night monkey suit. That's not the night monkey suit." Because if you notice, there's an emblem on the chest, and it it looks gold. So I'm wondering if that's a suit. So I'm wondering if that's a suit that he's maybe using to fight Electro. Here's the other thing. If you notice, there's a lot of people there, um, you know, people who might uh, who have fallen on hard times, it looks like. I'm going to tie this in to something later on the trailer. I think that they might be at Feast. I think that they might be at the shelter. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to come back to that. So keep that in mind. But I love, too, how, you know, Peter is just like, look, dude, I can't keep living like this is there a way to just make sure no one knows i'm spider-man and of course wong because wong actually knows what the fuck he's talking about goes hey don't cast a spell it's really dangerous and of course strange is like oh it's fine like i i you know i i won't and wong leaves so i think that's where wong is going to be uh why he's going to be in uh, shang chi which has already been confirmed by kevin feige I think that's going to be a real... I think that's exactly why he pack, packed up his bags. Maybe he felt a... I was about to say disturbance in the forest, but that's not right. Uh, but maybe he just feels something across, uh, you know, in another dimension or in another place. That's why he goes to help Shang-Chi. That's what I'm thinking. But I love that this movie is taking elements, and I'm concerned, and I'll be the first to admit, I'm concerned about what the elements are clearly taking from one more day as far as Peter making this wish to go ahead and, you know, not, you know, be, not have people know who, uh, who he is as far as being Spider-Man. But the big thing I think they're taking from this, I think they're borrowing more from the happy birthday storyline, which is where there's a point where Peter is able to see a past version of himself and, you know, like a future version of himself. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering is that how we get Holland and Garfield? Is because I mean, obviously, I think they would tweak that. It wouldn't be you know the past and you know past and uh, future version of himself. But I think they would they would tweak that enough to fit the MCU narrative. So is that how we get them all together? Which would you know I think for the 
purposes of this film would actually make sense. And I love, too, how Peter kind of starts to have this, oh, shit, wait, but if we cast a spell, then, you know, MJ won't remember anything we've gone through, and, you know, Ned's my best friend, and, and you know, Doctor Strange stopped me just short of saying, shut the fuck up, kid! And so, if you notice the colors and everything, it's very reminiscent of Loki. It's very reminiscent of the Bifrost. So, a big swing I'm going to take here. I'm wondering if Spider-Man's wish or uh, Doctor Strange going ahead and using, you know, his magic. I wonder if that is, I wonder if that's a Nexus event. I wonder if that creates another branch on the timeline, which is how we get to the Multiverse of Madness. That's my theory. So, hell, there's even a world where... So, uh, you know, spoilers for Loki real quick. If you haven't seen Loki, come on. How the fuck have you not seen Loki? But I'm wondering if maybe uh, uh, Sylvie stabbing He Who Remains, I'm wondering if that happens close enough to Strange casting the spell that it creates multiple timelines. There's a world where that's their explanation. Because if you haven't seen WandaVision and Loki by now, this movie is really kind of telling you you need to watch those before you get uh, before you head into No Way Home, which you know, good. I'm happy they're connecting on this shit. Uh, as far as the visuals at the 208 mark, you see Peter falling, and you see that that effect where everything's kind of folding in within itself uh, through the the mirror dimension, like in Doctor Strange, and it just it looks badass. Just seeing Peter using his athleticism, I'm fucking stoked to see how that works. At the 214 mark, there's a bunch of lightning. I'm wondering if that's Electro. I'm wondering if that's our introduction to Electro. What's interesting right after that is you see Peter and Strange, looks like they're fighting each other and you're kind of like, what the fuck? I think there's an explanation for that. At the 221 mark, it looks like Peter is stealing this box from Strange my theory, and this is my uh, again uh, a, a a bit of a <laughs> a bit of a hail mary here. I think that's the orb of Agamotto, which is uh, something that allows Strange to project his voice across dimensions and go ahead and sp- uh, and then go ahead and look into other dimensions as well. So my theory is that Strange ends up using the orb of Agamotto to go ahead and reach out to Hiddleston's Loki because we already have confirmation that Loki is going to be in the multiverse of madness because right before that scene, Strange talks about how they know basically a hilarious little amount about the multiverse. Who would know more about the multiverse right now than the God of Mischief? I believe he's going to reach out to Loki and kind of feel maybe Loki, maybe even when Loki... And Sylvie are fighting to see, you know, are they going to kill He Who Remains or are they not? Maybe Loki create using his magic because let's keep in mind, Loki hasn't really used magic on that scale before. Maybe him using that goes ahead and causes a blip that goes ahead and pops up on Strange's radar. And that's how he goes ahead and goes, wait a minute, what the hell? And goes ahead and reaches out to Loki. That's my theory. Here's the one I'm genuinely concerned about. It looks like there's, I don't know who these men are who are, uh, who have their guns pointed on Happy. I was looking for a patch or like a logo or something, and I have no idea who these fucking guys are. So I'm, 
I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried for Happy here. So I, I hope Happy's okay. Here for me is where it gets very interesting. So if you notice at the 226 mark, it looks like it looks like the lizard. It looks because something like pops off in the shadows. It looks like the lizard. So that would be one member of the Sinister Six. At the 226 mark, you see more lightning. So that could be Electro. That could be Sandman. So that's at least two people. And then the big one. You see the pumpkin bomb, the Sam Raimi style pumpkin bomb at the 229 mark, and you hear the laugh. You don't hear, you don't see the foe in shot, but you hear the "Be careful what you wish for, Peter," which gave me goosebumps in the best way. And then, oh, and then here's where I'm taking another swing. So at the 236 mark, uh, Holland uh, Peter's talking to this woman in a. Almost looks like a I don't like I don't say like a, almost like a government vehicle. I'm gonna call my shot. I believe that woman because they don't say who she is, but I believe that's real Morales. I think that's Miles Morales's mom. I think through the multiverse, we're gonna get Miles Morales, and I wouldn't be, even be surprised if he's the mid credit scene. He might even be the post credit because that would be shocking to end a Spider-Man film with Miles being introduced. Um, yeah, I, I think that's real Morales. I'm gonna call that right now. I, I just, I just have this. I'm trusting my gut. I just have this feeling, and then we get to see the robotic arms of Otto Octavius. And I love if you pause at the 2:42 mark that Alfred Mer uh, Alfred Molina back as Doc Ock. He has very much the traditional kind of like the green trench coat. He looks very Doc Ock, and Molina's aged really well. Can we just talk about that too? I mean, he looks great, and hearing the "Hello, Hello, Peter" just haunting. And the other thing too, right after that, you see how quickly this new version of the Iron Spider suit, almost like the Flash's ring, where you can just kind of turn it and just boom, costumes right there. I love the way that the suit goes ahead and just immediately becomes part of Peter. I absolutely love that. It's a very it's a very interesting look, and it's very. I love how quickly uh, that's done. Another thing, too, about the trailer, I will say, it's interesting that the movie's going to take place over a couple months because you see the Halloween lights where Peter kind of gets inspired to go seek out Doctor Strange's help. That's happening in October, but then we get, you know, snow in New York. So that's taking us at least through December. So I'm really curious how far uh, this is going to go ahead and actually. Um, stretch out as far as the film um the last shot the last swing i'm gonna take here as far as the the trailer because dr strange casts a spell and i think that's done very intentionally here because he's the one who casts a spell i don't think the sinister six are the only ones that go ahead and form i believe that dr strange's villains are set up uh for dr strange in the multiverse of madness I don't believe it's just Scarlet Witch. I'm not even completely sold on the fact she's a villain, but as I kind of see where this film goes, I'll we'll, we'll we'll get there. But I believe there's this very very easy world where they go ahead and bring in, you know, even someone like they could even bring in Dracula. And as a matter of fact, I think they are going to bring in Dracula because have we forgotten people that hey, we do have a Blade movie coming out in a couple years, most likely. 
what better villain to introduce or tease in Dracula. So I believe Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness might go ahead and actually set up Dracula to be a player in the MCU. As far as the Doctor Strange villain, if it was me writing it, which Kevin Feige, reach out to your boy, I uh, I think uh, Umar is a very logical choice because considering she is the sister of Dormammu, who Doctor Strange schooled at the end of uh, you know of Doctor Strange, why wouldn't she want to go and seek revenge on Strange? It's a very simple, logical story that you can go ahead and tell. Another route they could go because I do believe we're going to get Nightmare at some point. Nightmare just kind of makes a lot of sense, but I I think before we even get Nightmare. Um, I think we're going to go ahead and get Mephesto. No, I'm kidding. I, <laughs> but I think there's also a world where we get, uh, we get a Morgan Le Fay. Uh, for those of you who don't know, she has ties to Merlin who, you know, kind of a famous sorcerer. I believe she could go ahead and make an intro, uh, an, an introduction here too, because she's gone ahead and fought the Avengers multiple times and has taken down kingdoms by herself. So I easily see a world where, both could be introduced, but I'm putting my money on Umar. I think that's almost a guarantee, if not at the end of this movie, at some point in the Multiverse of Madness, we'll see her make her debut. But yeah, as far as as far as the trailer, I I I don't think there's anything else I've got. But my God, I am so 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 fucking hyped for No Way Home. This comes out December seventeenth. You best believe I will have a review for that when it comes out, but everyone, did I miss something? Is there something that you noticed in the trailer that you're excited for? Um, what's your favorite moment from the trailer? I, I would say outside of Doc Ock, of course, popping up and the obvious pumpkin bomb. I love how Strange and Spider-Man look like they're going to be at odds at a point in the film. I'm really curious how they're going to explain that, and I'm really curious on how they're going to just gonna go ahead and set up Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which they're clearly going to, but, I mean, does Scarlet Witch show up in this? There's a world where she does. I think there's also a world very easily where, uh, I think there's a very easily a world where, watch, we get, we get, uh, we get Mephesto in this, but I see a world where, uh, Mordo goes ahead, and that could be a post, that could be a post-credit Maybe not for this film, but maybe for Multiverse Madness, where Mordo goes ahead and seeks out Agatha Heartless and, you know, frees her from, you know, Pleasantville, and they go ahead and team up. I easily see a world where that happens. I think that's actually going to be some sort of post-credit, if not for this film, for uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse Madness. But everyone, what's your favorite part from the trailer? What did I miss, if anything? Let me know in the comments. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at J Hunter Real Pineapple. That's R E E L Pineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at Nearman the First. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple and Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Tune Up, to name a few spots at The Real Pineapple. And don't forget to like both our Facebook pages at The Real Pineapple and Real Pineapple Games. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We'll have reviews up here soon for Free Guy, as well as for Vacation Friends. I am so excited to talk uh, to talk about that movie. And everyone, thank you again so much for your support. Get your COVID shot. It got 
it got approved today by the, FD, uh, by the FDA of the Pfizer one. So go get your Pfizer shot. Take care of each other. Wear your mask. I love you all so much, and I will talk to you soon. Spider-Man!